Hello and welcome to Around the Corner. I am Matt Schlichting, your co-host, joined as always by Brian Hemminger. Brian! Brian, how are you? It's good to be back. Yes. I agree with this statement so much. (laughs) And on many levels. I I was going through prospect withdrawal, and uh, now I got a train. And so everything is happening at once all of the time, and I say we just embrace the train it's gonna get really loud here in a second it is our the train is our number one cleveland indians prospect at all times Uh, if we really think about if you think nolan jones is on the right track be loud oh no i don't know if he thinks nolan jones is on the right track harsh criticism from a locomotive (sighs) omens friends this is not good yeah, I'm nervous. Uh, in reality, <laughs> now that our train critic is on the other side of the bend, around the bend, metaphor involving trains here, how did Nolan Jones do this week? Our true number one <laughs> Cleveland Indians prospect. Yeah, um, he has very quietly bounced back. Uh, as we all know, he struggled mightily to start the season. Uh, he even dropped in his prospect ranking in the top 100 and all kinds of stuff. Some people didn't even have him as our number one prospect anymore, but it just took him a little bit of a learning curve. And, and he has settled in quite nicely uh, in this past week alone. He had a WRC plus of 187. That is tremendous, uh, especially considering he is still uh, just barely 23 years old in his first taste of AAA. Um but for the week, he went, let's see. And just to make sure it's clear for our listeners, uh, we are defining the week as the days from. Okay. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm counting them as from uh, Wednesday, June 9th to uh, June 16th. So, uh, But for that week, he went 5 for 20 in 30 plate appearances. So... He had a very interesting slash line of 250, on-base percentage 500, slugging 550. So of those five hits, he uh, thwacked them pretty good uh, with three doubles and a home run. So he was on fire. Um, He also got hit by a pitch. That's why his on-base percentage was so ridiculous. Um, With uh, the nine walks and a hit by pitch, and he only struck out six times, so significantly more bases on balls and hit by pitches combined than the strikeouts, which is a very good sign. He also stole a base, which is not his calling card, but he has surprisingly been flashing some speed on the base paths this past month as well. Our top prospect is getting sneaky as well. Yeah, I'm liking it. Me too. Uh, So some excellent news for Nolan Jones then. Uh, Our number two prospect, as always, is Tyler Freeman. I've got his numbers pulled up from the last week, and it looks like he was a baseball player, in fact. Nothing nothing too crazy, but nothing bad. I mean, he is still one of our best offensive players overall on the season, um, and it's not like he had a bad week. It's just he had an average week, and that's going to happen. And you know what? 
with Tyler Freeman, I feel like a bad week for him is an average week because he's such a good hitter. Yeah, it was a pedestrian 200, 259, 280, but still playing very good defense in the middle of the infield and the best players on the planet have weeks like that all the time. So, so moving on, we've got Bo Naylor, who is our number three prospect and he is still looking like he's trying to find his way in uh, the Akron lineup. It seems, uh, you know, for the week he uh, had five games in set and in uh, 17 at bats he went one for 17 so that was that was not good um, the one thing i do like is that he managed to draw a decent number of walks yes he did have four walks so the slash line is a very interesting point two three eight or a point zero five seven point two three eight point zero five seven so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, not great. Yeah. <laughs> WRC plus of six, six. <laughs> but hey, uh, he did manage to steal a base too. And he's so. in he's in the black. He yeah. is above zero on the WRC plus scale. <laughs> I guess that's better than than nothing. But uh, yeah, he is he is definitely still trying to find his you know to settle in at double A. It is it is a heavy learning curve for him right now and hey that's just something that uh, you're gonna have to take your lumps a little bit you know he is twice now jumped multiple levels um so they have been crazy aggressive with him he's one of the youngest players in double a this shouldn't be a huge surprise i would honestly be surprised if he was out there putting up you know tyler freeman numbers so Right. And to me, the fact that he's still drawing walks tells me there is not a problem with pitch recognition at all. It's just that he needs time to get used to the level of pitching. Mm-hmm. So shucks, the, the, the he's not a once are, in a generation player, but he yeah, still the, looks like he's going to be a great player. Yeah, the strikeouts are a concern, but, uh, you know, at, they were 38% this week. But I just want to put in a comparison here. Akron just faced or is currently in a series against Baltimore's double-A team, which has two of the best prospects in baseball. And one of them is the top catching prospect in baseball, Adley Rutschman, who went number one overall. And you got to remember this. Adley Rutschman is in double-A as well as the former number one pick overall in baseball. And he is two years older than Bo Naylor. And they are both at double-A. So just remember that for Bo Naylor to be at the same level as Adley Rutschman, that is nuts being two years younger than him. I mean, he would have to, I would be concerned if he was here two years later putting up these kind of numbers, but for the first taste, you know, let him, you know, let him take his lumps and and learn right now. Absolutely. I, would I be happy if he does this all season? No, but I don't think I'd be worried. He's so young. <laughs> and if you remember when he jumped to Lake County, back when Lake County was the first level of our full season, you know, he struggled early as well there. And then he settled in and ended up putting up those crazy numbers that uh, we all got excited about with, uh, you know, double digit home runs, triples, 
Uh, one of the only players in all of base minor league baseball to do it. So. Uh, and it's looking more and more like there could be an opening at catcher sometime soon. I don't know. Yeah, with all these injuries and struggles we're having at catcher, you know, if he does catch on, it would be there is definitely an opening at the moment, or at least the the need. But I'm not expecting him to get promoted to Cleveland. I don't care how many guys get hurt right now. Oh. I would be shocked to see him there this year or at the beginning of the year next year, frankly, but you never know. So our number four player on the countdown is Mr. George Valera. And we have some good news with uh, Mr. George Valera. He played Uh, baseball. He was was activated. And how about this for uh, telling the world that uh, you're feeling good? Uh, on his first game back, and let me double check, it had been his first game in almost a month. He he played May 12th, then his next game was June 8th. So a little over a week ago, he had his first game back. And in that first game, he went two for two with a home run and a walk. He cranked that thing, too. Yeah, he, he blasted it. I think it was dead center. So he, so he feels he's oblique's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and then uh, in his next game, he went over to, but then just a couple days ago, he had two walks in four plate appearances. And then in his last game, he went uh, one for four with a walk, reached base twice. So, and he also stole a base. So he seems to be back to doing George Valera things. And that is the greatest news on the planet. I, Love getting to tell people that he is healthy and contributing because it has not been happening enough. Just want to be able to click his fan graphs page and have the sensation of a large scroll unfurling before me. I yeah. cannot wait. I, I will tell you, there was nobody happier on June 8th than I was when I saw that he was back and then immediately just started hitting bombs. So. That was that was a very good sign. He's still not playing like back to back days yet, so they are definitely, you know, using the baby gloves with him. But uh, it seems like he is starting to get back into it. So uh, next up, I believe we have our shortstop prospect Gabriel Arias. <laughs> Do you have his numbers? I was jumping ahead to Espino, and I just realized this is a system that I did not communicate out loud at any point to you. <laughs> then I will handle Gabriel Arias. <laughs> uh, over the past week, he continues to perform well, and uh, in this past week, he went 8 for 25, batted 320, hit two home runs and a triple. His slash line for the week was a terrific. 320, 357, 640 with a 153 WRC plus. So he was one and a half times the average prospect out there. So very well done by Gabriel Arias. The only concern is some of those numbers that he put up earlier in the year that were just mind blowing about getting all those walks and limiting his strikeouts. Uh, He did have out of all those great numbers uh, in his 11 or in his six games played, he struck out 11 times. So that's almost two a game, which is not sustainable if he wants to keep putting up numbers like that. Uh, And then he just walked uh, the two times. So hopefully, you know, he can limit the strikeouts, but that is the only 
negative to say about his past week. He has been terrific. And what's nuts is he is just barely 21 at AAA. So I am a big, big fan of Gabriel Arias right now. I think everyone should be because he's he seems to have all of the tools and currently the ability to use them at a fairly high level for his age. Yeah, I mean, we have a bountiful, bountiful riches right now in the middle infield. I mean, it is, I am pretty sure that just about every team in all of baseball is jealous of what we have right now in our system with uh, all of these players that can fill those middle infield positions and are starting to add um, some extra, you know, utility with outfield as well. So, I mean, we are, it, it, that seems to be the name of the game is from uh, talking to some of the players is make yourself more valuable to the team by being able to play multiple positions because you just never know what the team's going to need. And from the prospects perspective too. Yeah. It makes them that much more likely, I think to get opportunities. Yes. Next up now is your time to shine. Uh, How did Daniel Espino do uh, this past week? Pitched a couple of games. One of which now that I am, navigating the internet again like a competent human being he went five innings gave up three hits three earned runs six strikeouts two walks not a bad performance at all uh in the next one he was brought in for two innings and gave up two hits four strikeouts one walk no earned runs and Presumably it would have been a piggyback or relief appearance, although it is suggesting it was started. So uh, the two I don't innings have the was a suspended here. game. So oh, he started the two innings. He was killing everyone. And then they had to stop the game. And then they completed the game with somebody else the next day. So was out of his hands, but he was doing great. Yeah, what it, it looks like he had command of everything with four strikeouts through two. So yeah, another exciting week for him, and it continues to be exciting to see him tear up the competition wherever he goes. Yeah, I he is living up to the top prospect status right now. He has just been sensational. Um, I am a huge fan of Daniel Espino, and I will continue to be a huge fan of his. And I just, I'm, I, I think the thing that excites me the most is that he's throwing 101 as a starter. And he's still throwing 101 in like the fifth inning of his starts. So, I mean, that is, you know, DeGrom doesn't even hardly throw 101. And he's like the most terrifying pitcher. So if we can get a Spino to, you know, I, I'm not trying to t- tell everyone this guy's going to be DeGrom. But he is throwing as hard as him as a starter and maintaining it. Which is, I mean, you you're, you should be drooling right now. Considering... And there's no rush on him right now either because we have so many really good college arms ahead of him that can move through the system quickly. Like we can really take our time with this guy. And uh, I think that's what also really excites me. Uh huh. It's This is not the same thing at all, but it reminds me of drafting a first round quarterback, but having the luxury of taking a few years to yeah, let them was, learn the system. Like, like the Aaron Packers Rogers. when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> it, he is the perfect, it's because he's the prototype of that, I think. Or at least for our generation, like that's the immediate example we go to because it clearly worked. <laughs> yeah, like we don't need to rush Espino because we've got, you know, 
Xavion Curry, Logan T. Allen, Tanner Burns, Hunter Gaddis, uh, Mason Hickman, plus a whole plethora of arms at double A that are some of them healing, like Cody Morris and Adam Scott and, you know, all these guys uh, ahead of him that, you know, we don't have to rush. Yeah, the system uh, is stacked with dudes. Yes, they, they may not all be available right this minute when we need them the most. Or if we did, it would be rushing some of those even college arms. I would say over the next year, I mean, we just are going to have an abundance of pitching available to help out the big league club. An abundance of arms. This brings us to Brian Rocchio, I believe. Yes. And uh, Rocchio, I would say it was about average. Uh, WRC plus for the past week was 96. So... Um, he went four for 19. The slash line was 211, 333, 368. Um, he hit a home run and walked four times compared to just five strikeouts. So that's not bad. And he did steal a base. So I would say not bad considering his age, you know, not even 20 and a half at high A. So he is doing just fine. Like he's not tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, like a few of his teammates, but um, he is certainly not overmatched at a challenging level. Next up, Aaron Bracco. He disappointed me in the last week, uh, which is fine. These things happen. Bad weeks come, and then hopefully you do not have another bad week. His bad week had a slash line of 136, 167, 318, and that's a WRC plus of 24. Now, within that, I will say uh, he had two very good games uh, to start the week, but then had, I think, only one more hit the rest of the way and struck out a decent chunk of the time when he was at the plate. So just a tough week. He did not have any luck on balls in play either. So I, I continue to be excited about the direction in which he is progressing. All right. And then, uh, and he did hit a home run. So as you mentioned, uh... But uh, next up, Ethan Hankins, no real big updates there. Tommy John surgery, you know, see you next year. Um, And last but not least, Josh Wolf. And this was a bit interesting. In Josh's last appearance, he actually came in as a piggyback partner. Um, This was his first time not starting. And he came in and pitched the final four innings of the game that he uh, participated in. And... He threw four shutout innings, two hits allowed, a walk, and three strikeouts. So he came in out of the pen in long relief and also got a save, believe it or not. Not bad. Um, On the season, his ERA is 466. He has had some great performances. He's had two starts where he went four shutout innings. He's also had one horrific appearance that... is the last time we will ever mention it when he went one third of an inning and gave up five runs on seven hit on uh, three hits and two walks. So, um, but top performer of the week, you have to give it to Quentin Holmes, believe it or not. If that name sounds familiar, he was our first draft pick back in 2018. Now he has had a combination of injuries and inability to make consistent contact and even struggled on the base paths despite being uh, the fastest player in that draft. But 
when he's having a good week, we're going to give him some love. And he returned from an injury. So he again was dealing with injuries this year. Uh, but since his return from the injury in the past week, he went five games, his slash line, 500, 500, 778. He had a triple. He had a home run. His WRC plus was 245. Woo. Good for Quentin Holmes, baby. That is very good. That is so good. I, I, that just warms my heart because, you know, I did an interview with this kid right after he was drafted. I thought the sky was the limit for him and he just could not put it together. And I'm not saying that all of a sudden one, one week or a week and a half means he's put it together, but it is really nice to see uh, somebody start to figure it out because, you know, he was drafted the same draft one pick later by the Indians was Tyler Freeman. So who is getting all of the prospect love and is one level ahead of him right now and tearing it up at double a. So, but it is very good to see Quentin performing well at high a, because you got to remember, he's still just 21 years old. He was a high school, a young high school player drafted out of New York. So, and it's a reminder of, the talent that made him so highly touted in the first place. So hopefully it's a a return to form and we'll see. It's nice to, nice to see his name here. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Who's number, who's next up for you? Uh, Juan Moda gets it from me simply because of the gaudy numbers. Uh, He touched 101 miles per hour on his fastball, unless that was his changeup, but I'm assuming. (laughs) I wish. Okay. Uh, three three innings and a third did not allow any runs. Struck out seven, and that was across two games too. So some interesting situational pitching there too. Just a great week. He's a, another intriguing bullpen arm. Um, I believe he is at either high A or double A. I will have to double check that. It is always exciting to see some of these young young arms that just throw gas and that they that they have a good week because. Sometimes he's a little inconsistent with his control, which is you're going to get when you have somebody throwing that hard. But uh, he had a very good week. So I figured it was worth giving him some love and hopefully gives him some a little boost of confidence moving forward. I just cannot believe minor leaguers have to face 101 miles an hour now. Like I was talking to a Reds fan uh, who I'm friends with about Hunter Green. And we're just saying, like, what do you do? with a 102 mile an hour fastball when you're in Louisville. (laughs) What? I saw Hunter Green through 106. (laughs) I'm, I'm, was that like with a running start and one? I don't, I don't know. All I know is I heard Hunter Green 106 miles an hour, but I'm sure he threw something in a spherical shape at that velocity, but was it a baseball? (laughs) Now I got to look. I did see he, he, I saw Hunter Green did recently get promoted, but so we are now on a, officially the Reds prospect podcast. But um, I do want to mention uh, in one of his last starts, the final three pitches were 101, and that was in the seventh inning. <laughs> so that's terrifying. So we've got that to look forward to in our you know Ohio Cup coming coming soon. I, but just connecting it back. We have guys in our system too that yeah. throw that hard mm-hmm. now. It's just fascinating. Yeah. There's there's been quite a few actually. Like we just activated like Liam Jenkins to like the lowest level of uh at Lynchburg. 
And I think he was hitting like 99 miles an hour out of the pen. So, I mean, we just have dude after dude after dude that is just coming in there and blowing people away, which is really exciting. Like the scouting for our like international pitchers and, and bullpen arms is just insane right now. Next up, um, let's give some love to Andres Jimenez. Now, he didn't have the best batting average for the past week, but today, which is Thursday, I think the podcast will come out maybe Friday or Saturday, but as of Thursday, he has homered in Columbus in four consecutive games, which is very impressive. I mean, he is not known for his power, but he is just blasting the baseball right now. And, you know, when somebody gets demoted from Cleveland to the minor leagues, they can sulk and whine and play worse, or you can respond, and he is responding. So huge, huge props to Andres Jimenez. It's nice, for sure, that he's not taking it laying down. I hope he continues to homer in every single game. This will make certain decisions in the future very easy. Uh, I'm excited about the next one, too. I did not know anything about Xavier and Curry coming into this season, and I have enjoyed getting to know him very much. <laughs> yeah, so he got promoted. He is, I would say, one of the first players that got promoted outside of Columbus to Cleveland that got promoted for cause, not like to fill a spot because somebody got injured or anything. He got a deserved promotion because he was the number one starting pitcher stat-wise on pretty much every category in the Cleveland system uh, at his at Lynchburg, which was low A. And he got promoted to high A at Lake County now. And in his two starts at high A, he went 11 innings, uh, allowed seven hits, two runs, two walks, 13 strikeouts, 1.64 ERA. And this is after promoted, being promoted. So his he is not slowing down whatsoever. In fact, I think his first start at high A was six shutout innings. So he has just been blowing people away. Like I am legitimately excited about this young man. Seven, seventh round pick, I think. So, that's yeah, but at this point, when Cleveland drafts a pitcher in rounds three through eight, like just circle his name, <laughs> check back in two seasons. Yeah, I mean, Zach Blasek <laughs> was what, 12th round? Something like that, yeah. All right, uh, next up, we've got Alex Call. And if you remember, if that name sounds familiar, he was the return in the Yonder Alonzo trade with the White Sox. So how did he do in double A this past week? He hit the ball quite a lot. He slashed 435, 552, 652 with two doubles, a dinger, nine runs, six walks, five stolen bases, and it nearly caught Quinton Holmes, though he fell just short with a WRC plus of 231. Well done, Alex Call. I wouldn't, he has actually had a very good season in double A. I would not be surprised one bit if he is promoted shortly to triple a so oh yeah it is it is definitely coming um and i want to give an honorable mention um to richard palacios who i interviewed this past uh we posted that on the covering the corner site this past week and they always joke that or the running joke is the the hemi bump after uh, uh you get interviewed something good happens whether you get promoted or 
you have a really good week. And he had a very good week. Um, he had a four hit game after uh, speaking with me and overall on the week, he slashed 360, 407, 640. Uh, he went nine for 25 in six games with five doubles and a triple. He also stole three bases, walked twice, and just struck out three times. So well done, Richard Palacios. Um, he is definitely knocking on the door for AAA as well. If only we had another level so that we... <laughs> it <laughs> on is that nuts. Note. <laughs> we have so many guys at AA that are just slaying it right now. Oh, yeah. That probably deserve a promotion that aren't getting it at the moment. If only the league had a way by which they could add more teams. <laughs> I oh. joked today that Columbus's starting lineup on Twitter, I, I'd give them an over 50% chance to beat the Orioles. <laughs> They're I'm very close to a soapbox, uh, and I will not get on top of it at this time, but there are things to be said in regards to the league's persistence on limiting opportunities for non-superstar players. Huh. So to avoid that soapbox, I think we'll take a quick break. Um, and when we return, we will discuss more prospects. And we are back at the Around the Corner podcast. And moving right along, we have some fun news from the Carnegie Cupboard. Ernie Clement was promoted to the major leagues. And so I will also promote him from my cupboard. I think that's a pretty cool jump. And so he deserves promotion from the cupboard for making it to the majors in my mind. Well deserved. And not only did he get promoted to the major leagues, uh, he got his first major league hit. And then today he got his first major league RBI. He touching home plate and stuff. Good times. I, I, am, I believe he scored a run as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, I am so happy for Ernie Clement. Like, yeah, he absolutely has earned it. I mean, Tito's been singing his praises since I think the 2019 the spring training. So to see him get actual at bats that matter and not just, you know, pinch hit in the ninth inning type. 